Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge today. My name's Fred Kep. This is the Teacher Recharge Podcast. Hit it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Teacher Recharge Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Kep, and this is our first ever episode of the podcast. I'm unbelievably excited for this. Had a wonderful talk with Joe, but I will get to that here in a second. A little bit about this podcast first, though, is it is made for teachers by teachers with teachers in mind. It is the only podcast on the internet that helps teachers start their week off with energy, positivity, motivation, strategies for the classroom. We are bringing it to you fresh every single Monday to help you realize and help you remember that every single week, every single day that you are teaching is an opportunity to help and serve students. A little bit about me, I am a high school soccer coach at Wichita East High School here in Wichita, Kansas, and I also am a speaker. I have my own business called Fred Motivates, where I talk to high schoolers about the love and success approach to leadership. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to fredmotivates.com. Once again, that's fredmotivates.com. I'd love to serve your students and speak to your school. With that said, today on the podcast, we have Joseph Hamer. He's a third grade teacher for Wichita Public Schools at the youthful age of 23. Joseph will be indulging in his third year at Beach Elementary. After graduating with honors from Emporia State University, Mr. Hamer jumped straight into a USD 259 classroom. He's now a school technology specialist on his school's leadership team and behavior team, and he has even been recognized by the assistant superintendent of all elementary schools in USD 259 for his hard work and dedication to his students. Additionally, Joseph recently worked with a small team to complete the Wichita Public Schools third grade math sequence for the 2018-2019 school year. This is one of my best, best friends. He has a ton of knowledge. He always has a positive attitude. You're going to love this interview. It was fantastic. So without further ado, I give you the interview with a third grade teacher, Joseph Hamer. Enjoy. What's up? How are you doing out there? I got one of my best friends in the house, literally my house today. It is Joseph Hamer. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. The way I'm going to start every interview now is I want to know what is something that you do at the beginning of the week? Do you have like a voodoo ritual? Definitely. So I think the kids look forward to it also. So every Monday, uh, when we get up to the classroom, we set our things down. We sit in a circle on the floor and everybody starts making farm animal noises. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. We sit on the floor <laughs> and um, everybody has a chance to share like one good thing from their weekend. And we kind of roll a ball around to let whoever has the ball, it's their turn to share. Um, but it's really cool because everyone, you know, always wants to share something from their weekend. And it allows everyone to be heard and everyone to have a chance to share. And then that also gives me like opportunity to remember something and then later on go back to that student and ask him more about it. But I think the students and, and myself both look forward to it. Wait, let me get this. You're a college teacher, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I teach third grade. That's really cool. Like getting everybody involved, really acknowledging people. I think that's fantastic. So that's something for your class. Is there anything you do personally? Like, do you wake up and like do 15 push-ups and 16 jumping jacks and then 17 looking in the mirror and telling yourself that you're beautiful? Precisely. Wow. I got that on point. I just, I know him. I know him very well, everybody. Next thing I wanted to ask though is what is something that you do? That other teachers don't, because I know we have a lot of, hopefully we have a lot of teachers out there listening. I just, I really want to create that community where like people can hear others' thoughts of what, what are you doing that other teachers could possibly learn from. And I like the way you kind of rephrase the question, because a lot of what I do, I get from other teachers in the teacher community, and whether it's a mentor or just talking with another teacher. And so one of the things that sticks out to me is journaling. I have my kids journal every Friday, and really they journal about um, anything going on at school or going on at home in their life when kids are moving or whatever is happening in their life. But we take a good amount of time to journal and to get it all set up right, which uh, they take home over the weekend. And hopefully their parents respond to it. Oftentimes they just sign it. Um, but anyways, then they bring it back, they get a sticker and those stickers earn prizes and kids love prizes. What are your prizes? Uh, it's just like a little prize box, mostly garage sale shopping, you know. Wait, lot- so you send them on a garage sale shop? <laughs> they, they go to the, <laughs> yeah, the 50, places around them? Yeah, 50 cents. And I... Give them a, a timer with 30 minutes and they have to be back. You have to go buy a bunch of magazines because that's the only thing you can buy for 50 cents anywhere. Um, no, but it's it's great. The kids love working towards prizes. Actually, um, I had this boy this last year. He asked me um, if he could journal three times a week so that he could get a prize every week instead of every three weeks. And so the prizes are actually motivating for them. But to me, the most powerful part is seeing like when the parents write back mm-hmm. and respond to them. That really touches me. And then I also take the journals home and then through the week, I respond to all the kids. Oh, and wow. so every, um, every kid. Yeah. Wait, every that's, week. that's every week. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Yeah. And so it definitely takes, you know, a bit of time. But if I'm doing, you know, two, three, four journals a night, it's only, you know, five, maybe 10 minutes. And, you know, sometimes I get teary eyed because the kids are writing about something meaningful to them and mm-hmm. me being able to write back to them and knowing that they'll be able to read it and hold on to it. It's really powerful for me. Also, sometimes I can doodle on theirs and do jokes or like I had a kid that loved turtles. So every time when I journaled back, I gave him a different turtle fact and things like that. Yeah. And so anyway, so that's something I'd say is uncommon. Mm -hmm. But without a doubt, it's one of my favorite things that I do in the class. That's so interesting because I actually kind of do the same thing with my soccer team. So, but I, but just so everybody knows, I actually coach high school soccer. I'm the head boys coach at, at East High School here in Wichita, Kansas. And one thing that I do with my, with my players is I write personal letters to every single one of them. And I've done that with the C team boys. I also did that with the uh, JV girls and I, I'll do it with the, the varsity boys this next year. And I have them have a buddy 
that they have to write a letter to as well. On the team. Um, on the team, right. So, like, everybody is getting that acknowledgement. Everybody's getting... And it's a, it's a note of affirmation. So, it's like saying, look, like, you are validated. You know, like, you have meaning. And I really think that's important, especially with third graders. But I would say as well, like, even with high schoolers, like, people need to know that they're loved and, and, and that they're coming into to a place where they can grow and people want them to grow and they want to see them succeed. So you just taking, you know, 10 minutes a night to, to do that has such a big impact. Like it has such a humongous impact. Absolutely love that. What I wanted to ask about that though, so have you ever seen Freedom Riders? Uh, actually, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies growing up. And part of the reason I wanted to be a teacher actually is really? that movie. Yeah. So I have the book right over there on my bookcase with one of the things I, I was thinking about when you were saying that you were doing this was like, have you, and this might be too personal. If it is, that's all good. But like, have you ever read something from one of your students that just shocked you? Like that was kind of like a red flag. Does that ever happen? And I don't need to know details. Obviously we don't want to like, right. we want to preserve anonymity and all that stuff. But like, have you ever read anything and you were like, oh my gosh, like I can't, I, I have to do something or like, oh my gosh, like I really need to, to keep an eye on this kid or, or anything like that. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, one story or kind of experience that definitely sticks out to me is I was reading um, this girl's, she talked about how she hadn't seen her dad for a blink a number of weeks and also that her puppy just died. And I remember reading that and just reflecting back like that whole week, she was kind of like off the wall, you know, rowdier than normal. She's never really disrespectful, but just her honoriness came out in times when it normally wasn't. And yeah. I was getting kind of hard on her by the end of the week, mm-hmm. talking to her a little bit. And she never opened up to me in person about that, even though she's always been really open with me. But it was something that she felt comfortable writing about. Mm-hmm. And so when I was able to read that, I'm like, man... It, it was it was a reminder that these kids have so much more going on in their lives than me just saying like sit down or you know it's right. it's not time for that or whatever and finding the reasons behind these things and yeah I mean I've read all sorts of things from kids where I'm like whoa you know do you want to talk right. about that or how are you feeling about that somebody wrote about their grandma passing away and so I just brought him over some supplies I'm like hey why don't you make a card for a little bit you know for your grandma you wrote about going to their funeral her funeral this next week and Mm-hmm. things like that. So without a doubt, it provides me with opportunities and insight that I might not get otherwise. Right. And, and for those of you out there that are kind of like thinking to yourself, like, man, like this sounds like a lot of work. Like this sounds overwhelming. In a, in a way, in my opinion, I, I, I think you're kind of right. I mean, it is, it is a lot of work, but that actually is one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is I just want teachers to realize, and, and I want myself to realize as well, like I have to say it to myself too, is like every single time that you're in front of these kids, every single time you're conversing with them, I'm not saying everything has to be roses and, and cherries and yay, we're all happy, but everything has a purpose everything has a purpose everything has a meaning so like i could have a player on jv or varsity or something that is just constantly giving me attitude and does that make him a bad person probably not like there's usually something else there there's usually something that that is coming from and it usually has nothing to do with you and and i'm sure that everybody listening understands that you know i I get that but it's nice to be reminded and especially every week because you know you get to december you get to next spring and it it can wear on you 
you know, as I'm sure, you know, as I'm sure a bunch of our listeners know, like it can get tiring. And so to have a podcast like this, where we bring people on that are doing amazing things and really going out of their way, just can kind of remind you that there is a purpose behind it and that you can have an impact. You say you work 10 minutes extra a night on reading these journals and... With that 10 minutes, the impact that is possible is is huge. Something else, too, for those of you that might be considering doing it, for a couple students I had, they wanted to, like, take it to their last year's teacher. And so after communicating with them, they were able to, like, leave it in her mailbox. And that was, like, one less journal for me to always read and respond to, although a lot of times I went ahead and signed it or did something shorter in it. But there is other ways that you don't have to take on quite the workload with it, although to me, that's the most meaningful and powerful part of it. Awesome. Well, we are going to take a really quick break to thank a couple sponsors. One or two, I don't know. We're going to thank somebody. And then we'll be right back with some story time. Once again, this is Joseph Hamer across from me, and I'm Fred Gaff. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Joe and I were talking about the Freedom Writers Diaries. Now, that is a book that has helped me gain perspective on how to coach and and really know my players. Obviously, it's had a humongous impact on the way Joe does things, so I would highly recommend that book. But you can get that book or over 180,000 other titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Once again, that is audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge for your free audiobook and free 30-day trial. Can't get much better than that. Back to the show. And we're back. All right, so right after the break during each podcast, I'm going to start it right now and keep it going for the rest of time. I'm going to have a little segment now called Story Time. And that's going to be where I ask the guest on the show, what is a story that is either funny, touching, inspirational, motivational. Any one of those categories. Doesn't have to be all of them. So it could just be a really stupid story. I have no clue what he's going to talk about. I didn't read this at all because uh, I want to hear a good story. So I'm not going to read it before the interview. Joseph Hamer. Once again, by the way, Joseph Hamer, third grade teacher. So that's, I'm hoping that the story is going to be, going to be fantastic. He always comes through anyways. Joseph, let us hear your best teaching story. Here you go. Story time. I would say this story is definitely more humorous, but to me, that kind of is what keeps me going some days. If I'm tired, there's kids in the class that say or do something that make me laugh, and it's just rejuvenating. And so, as this being the teacher recharge, you know, I want this to be rejuvenating and maybe help you reflect on something funny that's happened to you. So, this uh, this story involves a challenge in the art of teaching, and I'm not talking about holding your bowels, because that's definitely a challenge. So, here's the secret is teachers still have to 
break wind. Oh and so, like, the funny thing is, is when a student cuts the cheese, the whole class gets giggly and everybody can laugh about it. But the thing is, like, when the teacher lets out an air biscuit, like, nobody, <laughs> nobody can find out that it was the teacher. So uh, here's how the story starts. So one day, all the kids are on task and they're in partner work and everything. So I go to my desk to toot my horn. <laughs> of course, right on cue, <laughs> a little boy walks over. He, I help him out and he walks back. And as he's like walking back to his seat, he's like, oh my gosh, it smells like fart. <laughs> and then, so I'm like looking down at my desk, trying not to laugh. And he slowly turns around and looks at me with like these almost teary eyes. And um, he starts talking to like his partner and his partner's like, oh, it's hitting me like a wave over here. And he's waving his hand in the air. And so uh, again, I'm just like staring down at my desk so they don't see the, obviously the smell didn't come from a third grader. But anyways, they whisper for not more than a couple seconds and they both look up at me in unison and I'm like and so at this point I'm like all right I have two choices I can blame it on a student or or I can just take it proudly and so I look back at them and I just smile and I start pointing at myself and they're like oh Mr. Hamer farted yeah it was it was so funny because they were like appalled that I would do such a thing it's like a when the a kid ever sees his teacher like at a store somewhere, they're like, "What? You go to Walmart?" Like oh. they forget you're human, and so yeah, it was it was definitely one of uh, the most memorable stories for me. Man, I gotta I gotta say, leave it up to a third grade teacher to bring fart humor to the podcast. <laughs> Are you kidding me? My goodness, you have some very funny stories though. Cause just in general, like that one's I haven't actually heard that one yet. So that was that was fantastic. If I had an audience in here, I'd be like, yo, give it up for how many different ways of saying fart this man knows how to say across Cheek from squeak. me. Cheek squeak. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you so, under thunder. Oh, my gosh, dude. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, under thunder? What the? What's the lightning? Oh, gross. Too far. Too far. <laughs> Too far. Okay. There's there's been so many that this guy across from me has told me, like the time when he had a student that came up to him and his last name's Hamer, and so he goes like, "Hey, it's Hamer time." I don't know. Yeah, it starts it's, doing the dance. <laughs> <laughs> Third graders are hilarious sometimes. Uh, that's awesome though. Love story time. I hope that made your day. I hope that kind of puts a little bit of comedic value into your day. Maybe you can think alongside, think about a time that was hilarious for you. And by the way, I'd love to hear that. So if you have a funny story, go ahead, email me at fred at fredmotivates.com. That's fred at fredmotivates.com. I'm going to get one set up with the actual podcast name, but uh, not quite yet. So for now, email those stories into me, fred at fredmotivates.com. I'd love to hear them. And the final question I wanted to ask you, Joe, Joseph, Joey, Joe Dog, Jay Squeak, I don't know, is you said something in that story that was really interesting. You said they sometimes forget that teachers are human. And that got me thinking. So I want to know, what is the time that you failed as a teacher? And what was your solution to that failure? Man, what it's a good question. It 
it makes me think kind of talking about being human. I have a phrase up on my wall in the classroom and it says, we are risk taking mistake making classroom. And sometimes I have to remind myself that that's not just about the students. It's about me. You know, it's my job to take risks and I'm going to make mistakes while teaching. And that's part of it. I do my best to be a relationship and a love based teacher. I try and teach in a way that is trauma informed, like we talked about earlier and, and making sure the child is more important than the curriculum. And oftentimes I, I fail at that and I go back to maybe traditional ways of punishment or teaching and things like that. There's just one example that really sticks out to me. And it was this past year, a girl from my class came up and said, so-and-so flipped you off when you turned around. You know, I had full intentions of informing this finger happy yappy that he was going to be walking. Oh gosh, your <laughs> He was going to be walking laps during, you know, the whole recess just for the amount of disrespect. And so anyways, I asked that young man, I, I asked him to stay with me when the rest of the class went to PE. My first question just turned out to be, so powerful. And it was so simple. I just, I said, what's been going on? And even though my intentions were not to really listen to what's been going on, my intentions were for him to confess that he flipped me off. He just started venting for at least a couple minutes about things that are going on at home, things that are going on at school. And you could just see that he felt so much weight on him. And the more he was talking, it was the weight was becoming more bearable. And I was able to take that opportunity then to build rapport with him and listen to some of the needs that he has and teach a life lesson that you can't fight fire with fire. And all of those opportunities would have never happened if I went through with my initial way of thinking. I constantly, you know, every day I fail and I sometimes I snap or I struggle to not display my power because it's so easy to address a student that does that in front of the whole class. Mm -hmm. But it's something that I strive to be better at because I know that that student is so much more important than me showing my power or that student is so much more important than the curriculum that I needed to teach, quote unquote, that day. And so I fail at things like that every day. But then also there's times like these where it's just a reminder, you know, why I strive to be a love based, uh, a relationship based teacher. I don't know, man, that's that's amazing. I I think we can all look at that and, and, and everybody looks at that and thinks about a student. You know what I mean? Like everybody looks at that and thinks. Oh, well, that's Jimmy. Oh, man. Well, that's that's Carson right there. I just, ugh. And, and have you really taken the time? Have you really taken the time to actually know who that person actually is? And maybe why that stuff is happening? Because I guarantee you... Um, yeah, it's not personal. It's it's never it's never personal. I don't know. That was, a, that was a good answer. I really appreciate your time today. This has been a, a, a fantastic interview. I appreciate it. This is the first episode ever of the teacher recharge. If you've listened, I really appreciate it. Could you tell every single teacher in your school, send out an email to everybody in your school on the emailing list that you're listening to a new podcast that is freaking fantastic. This will come out every Monday. This is August 13th is when this one is coming out. Right now, it is actually in July. We're recording this pretty early. So what are you doing 
on August 13th, like that week, what is what is that week for you? August I kind of know a bit, but we'll yeah, see. I mean, that's going to be when kids are coming back to school and man, there's just so much built up anticipation because the week before that you're getting your classroom ready, you're, yeah. you know, you find out who your kids are. And so you're trying to do what you can. But man, that first week you meet the kids and man, it's a big job. You have to make sure one, everybody finds a friend in the classroom. And two, you got to figure out the the ins and outs of these kids to figure out what you can do to make their year successful. Yeah, and it's a bit different on the high school level with that particular thing. You don't really have to worry about, you know, people finding a <laughs> finding a friend <laughs> in the classroom, but um, it's still a big week because uh, that'll be the first week of tryouts, at least for soccer at the high school level, which means it's the first week of school for the high schoolers. So here in Wichita, that'll be the first week of public school. So kind of a big week that August 13th week or this week, because that is when this episode is coming out. So thank you, Joseph, for coming. Where can people find you? Do you have a Twitter? Do you have a Facebook? Do you have anything that you want to tell the people? How's the email? Email. I mean, I'm on Facebook too, definitely. It's just Joseph Hamer. I'm, I'm a classic. I look like a guy. So you can find me on there. You can also, uh, my uh, district email is J. Hamer, H-A-M-E-R, at usd259.net. You know, I'd love to hear too if this reminded you of something or if you do something different with journaling. That's one of my favorite things to do is kind of learn and adapt what I do and try things that work, take risks and make mistakes. Hey, well, I appreciate you coming out. Joe, it's been a pleasure. This has been fantastic. And until next week, capture their attention. Don't ask for it. Peace out. <laughs>